This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new bonus edition of the Promised Land podcast, a podcast all about Manchester United. I am your host, Scott Saunders, and I am joined by Rob Blanchett, and we are going to be talking all about the biggest breaking news surrounding Manchester United in years. How long are we talking? I'm not sure. I'm just going to start by reading the official statement out from Manchester United at 16.50 on Friday, UK time. Manchester United is delighted to confirm that the club has reached an agreement with Juventus for the transfer of Cristiano Ronaldo, subject to agreement of personal terms, visa and a medical. Everyone at the club looks forward to welcoming welcoming Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester. I'm so excited, Rob, but I can't read properly. So <laughs> that is, we just so everybody knows, we actually recorded a podcast earlier on Friday and we're recording this just after the Ronaldo news is broken. It's half five on a Friday. So just a few minutes after this announcement was official. And we recorded a podcast a couple of hours ago. It's just moved so fast that we had to do another one. It's unbelievable, Rob. It is unbelievable and football does move fast. One thing I've learned working in this industry for over a decade is that things can change very, very quickly. Just talking about the timeline maybe a little bit, you know, yesterday Manchester City were in the box seat. There's no doubt about it. That looked like the destination that Ronaldo wanted to go in football terms. There was other conjecture about whether City needed him or whether they were going to wait to buy a striker next season or play players obviously in their own system already that are there at the football club and whether Manchester United were even interested. Now we know they were interested. We just didn't know they were on this part of the conversation. So here we are on a Friday. Cristiano Ronaldo is effectively a Manchester United player. Once again, we will see him in red. We will see him at the theatre of dreams and we could be looking at one of the, the biggest second debuts of all time. It looks like it's a two year deal. Um, just getting into the the nitty gritty of it, a two year deal. Um, it's not been officially confirmed yet, but that's the suggestion. A twelve point eight million pound upfront fee um, or initial fee with additionals of six point eight million, uh, dependent on successes, uh, which have not been specified. But we would imagine that's around league titles and different successes. Um, this player's in the United team. Uh, I'm looking at a tweet from Marcus Rashford. Wow, wow, wow! He's home. Um, with a heart tagging Cristiano, Jesse Lingard with Viva Ronaldo, uh, Agent Bruno uh, tweeting Agent Bruno. Uh, everybody is so excited. Um, the players, you got you got to remember, there's a lot of players in this team who have looked up to Ronaldo as this player that is just. We we all know how good he's been over the past. 15, 20 years or however long it's been. These players have grown up on Cristiano Ronaldo. Bruno has grown up idolizing Ronaldo. Marcus Rashford used to watch Ronaldo at Old Trafford. And this is just unbelievable, Rob. I just can't, it's just, I can't, can't quite get my head around it. <laughs> I know you're gobsmacked, aren't you, mate? <laughs> it's kind of, I think when you look at it, Ronaldo represents maybe the last great era of Manchester United. When we look at those teams that Sir Alex built, you know, we, we think about that team going into, say, the, the late 2000s, 
going to win the Champions League in Moscow. I was thankfully there that day. I saw Ronaldo's header when Wes Brown's cross went into the box. I remember those things. And here we are with, with Ronaldo Rovinen just being a historical figure, but being a, a current figure in Manchester United's plans and maybe rebooting the story. And I think that's where United stand on it. Um, United, again, the wider story around this is that they've spoken to George Mendes many times about Cristiano Ronaldo and the potential for him to come back to the Premier League and back to Manchester. And it never really quite worked out. You know, when the Juventus deal came up, that was big money. And Juventus were looking to win the Champions League at that point. Now, we're at a different part of the story where Juventus are skint. That's true. They need to get rid of players off their wages. They cannot afford Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's the first part of this story. But the second part of this story is about who does Ronaldo really want to pay for when he's got options? And I think really we come down to it. It came down to City and United and it came to that choice of legacy. He chose his own legacy. You know, he's playing, he's going to be playing for a team that he's loved at, that he's adored and that he knows what he's getting. You know, he doesn't know what he's getting at Man City. And at Manchester City, he might even be a rotated figure. Whereas at Manchester United, you know, he is God. So he understands that. Let's be honest. Cristiano loves that side of it, knowing that he's the best and that other people believe in him. And I don't think he's ever forgotten about what Manchester United did for him in his earlier years, even though I do think as a kind of stone cold winner, he would go to a football club to win trophies over nostalgia. I do believe that. Uh, but United are in a good place. You know, they've got, they've made some great signings this year, two fantastic signings. And as I said earlier on, you know, when we recorded our first podcast, which is now null and void, I said, how would you feel? You've signed Sancho and Varane. And the third signing is Cristiano Ronaldo. I would say that that's a pretty good transfer window. Could still be more to come. You never know. Uh, this transfer window has been so crazy and there's still a good four days left in transfer deadline day, which is next Tuesday. That's a full day. I think it's 11 o'clock UK time that that deadline drops. Uh, United have got, arguably, they still need a midfielder. They still need a right back. There's interesting Kieran trip here. There's a lot of players in there whose playing time might now be affected now that a player like Ronaldo has joined the club. Uh, what we did in our podcast earlier on was talk through the timeline of how it it had advanced over the last 24 hours or so. Uh, United, who were in advanced talks as we were recording, uh, and that's actually the reason why we started to record, because it looked like it was going to be uh, United getting into the mix. And they'd just taken advantage over, over City in the race, who dropped out after looking as though they were quite close to doing the deal. Now, Ronaldo made clear to Juventus uh, some time ago that he would like to leave the club for a new challenge. I think he's quite focused on, you know, being successful. I don't think he thinks that Juventus can win the Champions League with him in the team. I'm sure he'd love to do that again. There's an argument to suggest that United are perhaps in a better position to do that with the squad that they've got. Um, Allegri confirmed that he wanted to leave this morning. Ronaldo flew to Lisbon uh, after leaving Turin on a private jet. Um, and... Then the press conferences came. So uh, that's when we started to get the public uh, turning of what was going to happen. So Pep Guardiola, who, you know, obviously is uh, City's manager and he would be the one who would be the public-facing figure speaking to the media, played it down and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer dropped a hint that United were in for him. And it has moved so quickly since then. Um, Rob, my question to you, did United need to do this? 
Ooh, it's a good question. Did they need to do it? Because there are so many levels to that question in terms of the standing and reputation of Manchester United as a football club, their ability to win trophies, how Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will set the team up. There's so many narratives now that come out the back of signing a player like Ronaldo. I think ultimately, if you have the chance to sign a player like Cristiano and the money works out and the deal is there on the table and the player is willing, it would be crazy not to do it. And I think this is what has happened today and yesterday. There was always some kind of mixed feelings as about, did Ronaldo really want to go to Manchester City? Now, I know the press have constantly talked, especially on on Sky, that City all but pulled the deal themselves. And this is why this has happened. I think United have shown today by announcing the deal that that was not the case because that does not happen. You don't pull a deal yesterday and then suddenly is that a new club tomorrow. It does not happen like that. There's, the legality of it is impossible. So United have been one of the front runners, but have just really not said much about it simply because they didn't know the money was going to work out. And I think when it came to that, that call that Ronaldo had to make in terms of where did he want to go next? When that became clear, I think everything became clear. So it'll be really interesting to see what Cristiano's comments are. There might be some today or tomorrow about how he feels. No doubt they'll be dressed up as, you know, I'm looking forward to going back to my my home and all of these things, and that will all be played on. Um, but I think the football side of it is that Cristiano Ronaldo will get you lots of goals. It's as simple as that. He will score goals. You've got to set them up for him. It doesn't mean that United's double pivot is fixed. It doesn't mean that United don't need a fullback. What it might mean is that you don't get them in this window. So we were expecting Kieran Trippier to be announced in the next few days. Um, That was kind of natural progress in terms of where that deal stands. I would now question if that would happen because United do still need to save the money in certain places. And the way to do that is to kind of put your deals on hold. So you've got Varane, you've got Sancho, you've got Ronaldo and you go with it and say Cristiano leaves in a couple of years you know, Cavani's definitely leaving in a year, though that might also be sped up. We'll see how that goes. You have to do it at a, an appropriate pace. But of course, today means that you had to go and trigger that deal because Ronaldo's there for the taking. He wants to come back to United and you just got to sign it off. And United made sure that they signed it off in style. I think they broke the internet with their Twitter account uh, and the deal was announced and everyone's breath was taken away. I know, mine's still gone. I'm still catching it back. Uh, United, see, well, fans and their reactions to seeing that Man City were close to doing this on Thursday just gave you an indication that if United had anything about them and if they had any desire to do it, especially the position that the owners have been in, I don't know whether this is a faith, might be a face-saving element to this, um, but that's uh, a little bit unfair on how good a player Ronaldo is and what he means to the club and that kind of thing. But the reactions, I, I saw shirts being burned, Rob. This is, <laughs> this is how deeply it would have affected people. And United have publicly stepped in and pulled one over City as well. Now, they've done that a few times in the past. Uh, Harry Maguire has gone quite well. Now the club captain, Alexis Sanchez, perhaps not so much. So I directed this question to you earlier. Um, you know, I, I can't remember how I phrased it. Uh, but which side will this one fall on, perhaps? Let's, let's go that way. I think you've got to just take the player in isolation as to what he is and what he does. 
So just to go back to the questionnaire of Lecce Sanchez, I think it's a really good example that when he came from Arsenal, nobody really felt that he was finished. He was still a performer, still scoring lots of goals. It just obviously wasn't working for him at Arsenal. It's time for him to move on. He was looking for a new challenge. He had also been linked to Manchester United several years previously, and it was a kind of relighting of that fire. Now, when you look at Cristiano, Cristiano to me is is nothing like Alexis Sanchez. He's not coming for a big payday and a kind of, you know, Kesara-Sara moment and that's that. The guy is a winner. He's coming to United because he believes he can win. He would not be coming to Manchester United just for a kind of two-year jolly to wave goodbye to the fans. And he's also coming because of the manager. Now, this is one of the things about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. People criticise him for his tactics or his acumen or his experience as a coach. But Ole has really good contacts. He's He knows his place. He knows Ronaldo really well. Um, he admitted today in his presser that they've been in contact. And this is a big part of where United stand today. Certainly in this transfer window, these three signings are all Ole Gunnar Solskjaer signings. The Glazers, of course, love a Tom Brady, as I phrased it earlier on in today, that they saw what Tom Brady did for their franchise in the NFL. They took potentially the worst team in American football, and they have been for a long time, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to building up to a point where their draft picks and obviously a top player have won them the NFL title, the Super Bowl. And they look at Ronaldo and I think they think, hmm, can we replicate that? Well, the truth is, yeah, you can replicate it. But you've got to get the other parts moving as well. You've got to get the other positions in place. Are United 100% there? As a pundit and a journalist, I would say no. But Cristiano Ronaldo does score you goals. Put the ball on the end of his foot in the box. United will score more goals. Let me just ask you this one, Rob, because obviously on the pitch, we all know what Ronaldo can do. Uh, You mentioned his, his goal record for Juventus, even last season when he... Yeah. I think you were, Juventus fans were saying that the team works better without him. Uh, yeah. I know I know a good few Juventus fans who, who told me that. But pitch aside, on-field on aside, what does this mean for the likes of Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, and the young United players who... There's been a lot of talk about what Greenwood's learned off Edison Cavani over the last year. What can Ronaldo do for them? Well, look, these young guys, they get to get up every morning you know, put their clothes on, put their tracksuits on, go to Carrington and work with Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, you can't underestimate how these experienced pros, what they mean to the youngsters. But what, we're not talking about an experienced pro. We're talking maybe the best footballer of all time, right? So you can debate that to the blue in the face about Ronaldo, Messi, and even Pele and Maradona and all of these things. Ronaldo is in that conversation. Is it five Ballon d'Ors he's won? Something like that. You know, he he is of his generation at the very, very top and he's not finished. So at 36, there might well be injury concerns and there are things that we will learn in the future. He might have knocks and things uh, maybe stopping performing at his highest level. But we don't expect that today. We'll have to see how that goes. But he is going to help Mason Greenwood. He's going to help Marcus Rashford. He's going to help all the young players. But the, also the reason why you bring him in is in that two years that he's going to be at the club is that you want to win. You want trophies. You want to be at the very top. And I think putting out Cristiano Ronaldo, I talk quite a lot about United having to beat the bottom 16 teams in the league to win a title. I say that all the time. Well, when you put Cristiano Ronaldo in front of Burnley now, it's a very different thing. You know, you're putting 
one of the greats of all time, you can intimidate opponents. And let's be honest, United have intimidated no one for the last five or six years, even with all the signings that they've made. This really does position you in a different place. And I think Ole will utilise him well. I think Ole, you know, Ole himself being a forward, I think he'll know what Cristiano wants. And the team is being built around that to actually have a striker who benefits from all the other moving parts. We thought it would be Haaland next year. It still might be Haaland next year. But this year, it's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. There are so many options in that team now. Um, yeah. You know, Jess, Jesse Lingard's been linked with a move away. He, I'm sure, will want to stay. I think he wanted to stay in the first place. I'm sure he'll want to stay to play with somebody like Ronaldo. You've got Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford, Cavani, Bruno Fernandes, Jaden Sancho. <laughs> so many different options that I'm, I'm seeing uh, my timeline on my timeline on Twitter. You can follow me at underscore Scott Saunders, by the way, and Rob is at underscore Rob underscore B. Um, and we are, this podcast is going to be on Twitter as well, uh, at Promised Land MU. Um, there are so many players in there who, there's so much firepower. And I'm seeing that Ollie doesn't have an excuse anymore for not winning the league. Now, how do you feel about that one, Rob? Because I've seen, we, we spoke last week, or we spoke earlier this week, actually, after the Southampton game, about you can have all these players who are great going forward, but you've got to get the ball to them. So how, if United did fail to make any more signings this, this window now, how, how do you assess their chances for the season ahead? I think we're going to have to get used that United probably won't make any more signings. If they make a fourth signing off the back of this, then it's kind of very not, not glazer nomics is it? It doesn't really fit the build for general generalizations. <laughs> um, I think that when you make those three kind of signings, you add them to a squad that came second last year, you should be looking to win the league. So I don't like the word excuses because I think that's a fickle way of looking at it. And football fans do this all the time. Yeah. So people that like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will be like Ole in and they will give him you know, years and years and years. And then you've got the Oli out crowd who today I've already seen people on Twitter go, Oh, look at United giving him, giving uh, Ole Ronaldo. Mourinho wouldn't have been given Ronaldo and all of this rubbish. So you're going to, you're going to get all that on social media and you have to accept that because that's what social media is. But in real, in real, you know, realism, realistic terms, these, these three players, Sancho, Varane and Ronaldo, make you so much stronger. doesn't address every issue, but you should be going out there to try and go from second to first. And you've got to remember as well that Manchester City being the top dogs, you know, they've gone out and they've bought Jack Grealish. And, you know, I like Jack Grealish. He's a good player. I would question whether he's a £100 million player. I would also question if he's truly world-class. He is, after all... Uh, a young man that's never played Champions League football in his life. He's never had to carry the, the expectations of a, of a fee as big as that on his back. And he's in a completely new scenario. We don't have to say that about Cristiano Ronaldo, do we? You know, we don't have to say that about Rafael Varane. You know, and even Jadon Sancho, who's been at a club like Dortmund, he's had that Champions League expectation. He's got goals and assists. So I think as a package, as a three, it's fantastic. It takes you a lot closer to where you want to be. And City are probably weaker for not signing Ronaldo in terms of just their numbers and their experience. Because now it will be Ferran Torres through the middle. It will be Gabriel Jesus wide. It will be Jack Grealish on the left. It's still good, but is it going to win you the title? I don't know. I would not be surprised if the next two or three or four days we see a bid for Robert Lewandowski from Manchester City 
towards Bayern Munich. I think that might happen. Whether it comes off, I don't know. Um, probably Can't take not. any more, Rob. <laughs> probably not. But I think I think City will need to counter this. But they might they might not have time to do it now. Like they definitely wanted Harry Kane. It's absolutely. I I, I will say straight to what Pep Guardiola said today. He said that they didn't make a bid for Harry Kane. They did make a bid for Harry Kane. They did. It just wasn't meeting the valuation. And when they realised that the valuation was way too high, they they pulled their interest in exactly the same way as they did really with Ronaldo. They they pulled their interest when they realised that the player wasn't going to come. And it's quite easy to pull your interest when you know you're not getting the player. So um, I think that's kind of where we stand with it. And I think with those two teams, Liverpool look better to me this year. You can see uh, that Chelsea are obviously going to be a load uh, a load better this year with Lukaku. It's going to be a really really fascinating title race. We have addressed this uh, in previous podcasts. This is our third one. Uh, this is the bonus pod. So I don't know if we'll get a number three on it or whether we'll go three next week. But we have spoke about previously how United maybe lack that mental edge in a sense that drives them over the line. And I've spoken about how Bruno Fernandes perhaps brings them that drive and that determination and that never kind of give up that United maybe lack and then Raphael Varane has arrived and brings in, do you remember all of the, everybody has fawned over him in a sense. Of, you have such good winning experience. You've won a World Cup. You've won four Champions League titles. You've won all of this, all these league titles. They've just gone and got Ronaldo, who's got even more decorated than Raphael Varane is. So I think this one for me is, yes, you, you, can, you can say things about Ronaldo. He's not the player he was. But for me, I think one of the biggest advantages here is just having a proven winner and another proven winner. That's the spine of the team now that they've got of proven winners. So you've got Varane, you've got Bruno through the middle and you've got Ronaldo who probably will end up featuring up top. That's a lot of drive. That's a lot of know-how. That's a lot of experience. And that can take on, that'll rub off on the other players. Surely. Exactly, it's contagious. And I think when, uh, like you just said about Varane, um, Ole said in his press today that he asked Varane if he was ready to start and Varane kind of just to paraphrase what he said to his manager was that I need to die on the training pitch first before I start playing matches. Now that's the attitude you need. You need someone who goes, no, training is as important as games. It's not a case of just turning up Monday to Friday and then putting your kit on and playing on Saturday and Sunday. That's not the life of a top-class athlete. You have to push yourselves to the very limit to get where you want to be. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo learned that at Manchester United. That's where he learned it. He came to the football club and he was taught that by probably the greatest manager of all time, certainly in our eyes as United fans. But now he's back in that place. And he's not coming here because... He wants an easy life. He's coming here because it is hard. He's coming here because he, it could be nothing greater in his career and his legacy that if he took United to a Premier League title or even a Champions League title and he was the guy that did it, that's his story written, finished, underline, dot, dash, done. You don't have to talk anymore. Now, Lionel Messi might have won a load at Barcelona and he might win a load at PSG, but there is that feeling that he's going to an oil club and that was the, the reason for it was the money and that Barcelona just couldn't afford him anymore. Now we know Juve couldn't afford Cristiano, but he had options as well. I'm sure if he had made you know overtures to PSG that they might've been interested, especially with Mbappe maybe going out the door and, uh, and obviously Manchester City were in for him, but he's chosen Manchester United. There is a reason for that, partly his legacy, but also his ambition. And yeah, there'll be plenty of those guys in that dressing room now who will look at Ronaldo and think, 
wow, that's the standard. That's where I need to be every week. You make a great point on the on the challenge. Uh, that was leveled at Messi, wasn't it? You know, I, I know PSG have never won the Champions League, but they have one of the strongest squads in, you know, in Europe. That I think they are actually the book, or they were yesterday. I don't know how United's odds have changed now. I think they were the bookies' favourites to win the tournament this season. They've never won it before. And if Ronaldo had joined Man City, or Harry Kane had joined Man City, and, and Harry Kane got a lot of stick for, you know perhaps joining for joining city to just win the trophies and coming into a team that is already successful. What a challenge it would be. And what a thing it would be for Ronaldo to say after he's done, if he could bring United back to the past glories that, um, that they found together, uh, in the glory years of, uh, 2007 to 2009 before he left. Um, Rob, so are we expecting Cristiano Ronaldo to debut on, is it the 11th of, 11th of September, is it, against Newcastle at Old Trafford? Yes, I, I, I think that that will be the penciled-in date against Newcastle at home. If he doesn't play in that game, and we don't really quite know where his fitness levels are, um, they should be fine, obviously, through Juventus' pre-season. There's every chance that they do what they did with Varane and they just announce him and present him to the crowd. Now, that was a big moment, a big pop at Old Trafford when Varane walked out. And I talked about that several days previously to that and said that this kind of strategy of the club, when they announce players, they want to they want to show the stage and they want to show the player off. Well, you know, don't bother playing Cristiano against Newcastle. Just let him walk out. That's all you got to do. You know, can you imagine that will be the biggest news story in the world? Not sports story, news story in the world if he walks out in front of a packed Old Trafford to start his second tenure at United. And I think also maybe the narrative here will be unfinished business. Because I think people felt that when he went to Real Madrid, which was a, a deal he constructed, he wanted to go to Real Madrid. We can't hide from that. That he still did feel overtures towards United and that he could have stayed and maybe won more. But maybe he'd hit that ceiling in that period that he needed to move to develop himself. And let's be honest, he went to Real Madrid and became something completely different, didn't he? Uh, this archetypal goal scorer who, who just has an incredible hit rate. Now he's bringing that with him to United. So the unfinished story is to come here to fire United to glory once again, and to give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that extra experience that he needs in the dressing room with the younger guys and to finish the job. And, you know, Premier League titles, this is what United are in business for, Champions League titles. Forget the Europa League. I said this last year. Forget your your uh, League Cups and even your FA Cups. It's about those two trophies. That's what Cristiano Ronaldo is, a specialist of winning, is domestic championships and winning the Champions League. And United want that, and he can help provide it. He has absolutely energised this club uh, with his well with this announcement today. Rumour is that he will do a medical in Lisbon over the next few days. Uh, I'm sure that, I don't want to jinx it, Rob, but I don't I don't really see there being any issues with that one. And fingers crossed, uh, Ronaldo gets across to Manchester as soon as, but he obviously won't make the Wolves game. Uh, that's completely out of the question. We are recording this prior to the Wolves game, by the way, because that's when the, the deal has been announced. And then we're going into an international break. So we'll see what happens. But um, Rob, I'm going to wrap up now. I mean, I just need to go and drink this in a little bit more um as i'm sure you do as well i'm sure we're both busy today because uh there's been a lot going on anything you want to add before we go 
I just think I, I said in our last podcast, which obviously didn't make it to air for obvious reasons, that United fans should enjoy today. You know, enjoy these moments when these top players come to your club. And as I said, when Ronaldo, you know, takes to the microphone and says why he's coming back to United, I think that will be the the moment when people really realise when it when it sets in, when you can kind of breathe it and drink it in and feel the adulation. Uh, of course, there'll be a point where he puts the shirt back on and he'll be out there on that pitch at Old Trafford. That's a given. But you don't have to always be with football introspective. You know, I think we find this, especially with social media, is that people are going to hate on their own club a lot, their own players. They don't like it when they lose. They don't like it when they draw. Football is about theatre and football is about dreaming. And Cristiano Ronaldo is a dream signing. You know, there's no, there's no two ways about it. He is who he is. And this could be the perfect ending for him. And for Manchester United to maybe reboot and move on to another era that he starts again. That's the hope. I'm also just loving the fact of thinking about Ronaldo being fed by Sancho. You know, every club in the world would be thinking, wow, about that. You know, like moan about Scott McTominay and Fred to you blue in the face. But you've got players there that should be able to make you happy and should be able to make you win football matches. Support the manager, as Fergie once said, support Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now. Take these three signings. They're great signings. We've got a really, really good squad. There's an opportunity here now to catch Manchester City. Will they do it? As I said, there are football questions still to be addressed, I think, in the next few weeks. We will see with the performances. But hey, when you've got CR7 in your side, there's every chance that you can beat any team in front of you. You have heard it here. Enjoy it because Manchester United have officially announced that Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, there has been a Deal agreed between Manchester United and Juventus for Cristiano Ronaldo. We can't get over it, really, because it's just come and gone so quickly. I'm sure you're in shock, too. Uh, Hopefully, this one uh, is timely enough for you to be listening to this, even up to his debut. We don't know. We don't know when exactly that's going to be yet. But Ronaldo is coming back to Manchester United. I don't think I ever thought I would be saying that. I don't think you ever thought. I'm just going to presume. I'm not putting words in your mouth, Rob. But maybe we didn't assume that this would ever happen again. Uh, Maybe we thought the chapter was over. But, Rob, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me twice today, even though you're going to be hearing one of these recordings. Uh, On a busy, busy day, um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and talk about this. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, We will be back, I think, on Wednesday, where we were initially planning to dissect the transfer window with... Jaden Sancho, Rafa Varane, plus whoever else would join and look at the Wolves game and look at what it meant for the season ahead. But things have been shaken up a little bit. So um, subscribe to the channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your regular podcast places. We're also on nightymin.com, uh, just embedded in the articles, all about Manchester United as well. Follow myself at underscore Scott Saunders on Twitter and Rob is at underscore Rob underscore B. Uh, and follow The Promised Land on Twitter as well, at PromisedLandMU. That account will be up very soon. I'm out of breath. Thank you very much for listening, uh, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.